We would love to have have Kelvin back. The sky's the limit. He's only going to get better because uh, of the way he works. You know, when you love something as much as he loves football, you can't help but get better. Stepping up, stepping up, fires it deep downfield, wants Calvin Ridley. Calvin's out there, Calvin's got it, five-yard line, into the end zone, touchdown, Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley for the score. Yeah, Josh will be a jingle. Young goes down again, and it's Josh Allen. Boy, they're starting to pin their ears back. You got to take a competitive football team and turn it into a champion. That's that's not easy, but that's our job. You only get so many windows in this league, and and we feel like with the personnel that we have, and we'll continue to add. You know, our window, our windows now. 1010XL 92.5 FM presents. Jaguars today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and Dylan Denmark. Well, the Jags and everybody else are in the Chiefs window at the moment. Good morning, everybody. Will we have one of these shows one day, maybe in the near future, at any point in the future, where we're celebrating a Jacksonville Jaguar Super Bowl victory instead of uh, crowning the Kansas City Chiefs the latest dynasty? In the NFL, and Tony, good morning. I think uh, three out of five certainly qualifies in today's modern sports world as a dynasty. Three out of five, and your quarterback is still entering the prime of his career. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's firmly yeah. in the prime of his career. Like it is, it's crazy uh, the level of success that the Kansas City Chiefs have seen. As we talked about getting ready for the game, you know, six straight appearances at least in the AFC Championship game. That's the worst that Patrick Mahomes has ever done. And his career is only getting to the AFC Championship game as the starting quarterback for the Chiefs. And now he's got three rings, three Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, it is the best early career I think we've ever seen in the NFL. We'll see if he reaches the heights of Tom Brady over the course of an entire career, but he's met them or exceeded them through the first six, seven years of his career. Right. I mean, we, that that debate will... You know, you can have it now if you want to, comparing him to this, you know, similar point, whatever you want. It's kind of pointless. He's got a lot more football still to go. He's clearly the best in the game now. And really, when you look at what he is working with, Travis Kelsey is a one-day Hall of Famer. Okay, Kelsey had 93 yards uh, in this game. Mahomes threw for 240 other yards in this contest to the likes of Mecole Hardman, who the Jets let go for nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, caught the game-winning touchdown. Justin Watson, who's just a guy. Rasheed Rice, his leading receiver throughout the year, was a rookie, had 39 yards receiving. Um, then you're talking about Pacheco needing six grabs out of the backfield to get to 33 yards. Noah Gray's a backup tight end. Valdez Scantling is just a guy. Jerick McKinnon hadn't played in a couple months and came in and had a couple of catches in this game. So, I mean... You know, including a big one. Absolutely, yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, yeah. but Mahomes didn't go out there nearly with the weaponry that Brock Purdy had at his disposal. I no. heard Jeff talk about it this morning. I think it, a lot of people felt the same way. I would say, just anecdotally, I don't know what the final tally came in at Tony. Apparently, a lot more bets came in on Kansas City. The big bets came in on San Francisco more often than not. At least that's what I was reading. But there were so many of the bets on Kansas City, it still drove the line down to one and a half by mm-hmm. kickoff. So it got closer and closer and more and more money was coming in on the Chiefs. But, 
I mean, what would you have had to make the line if you had switched quarterbacks on these teams? Oh, my goodness. 14, yeah. 14 and a half, something like that, just Somewhere to get action area. on yeah. both sides of it. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, I think most people think it would have been a 49er route had that been the case. I didn't think Brock Purdy played badly no. in this game uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Mahomes was just better, and he was clutch when he had to be, and that's kind of part of it. You know, you, you watch this game, and you're like, was he ever at any point doing anything that spectacular? You know, some of those drives, you know, a lot of third and short to mediums they had to convert. They got the fourth down. I mean, they had a fourth down. They had to convert in overtime to continue the game, and they, yep. they made it easily. But that's the difference. So, you know, somebody – hit us up last week as we were all picking Kansas City mm -hmm. to win this game. And and I would say if you look at – we put out a graphic on 1010XL's uh, Twitter account yesterday, right? Like five, six hours before the game, whatever it was, sometime in the yeah. middle of the afternoon with everyone's predictions. And out of, I don't know, roughly what would you say? Like t over 20 predictions, maybe four of them had San Francisco winning the game. Yeah. I think that's pretty reflective. But somebody hit us up on the text line and said, you're going to be eating crow on Monday. And we said, no, we're not going to be eating crow. We're, we're, picking, we're telling you who we think is going to win a football game. Right. You know, Here's the thing. We can't know. And, oh, by the way, if you pick San Fran, you're probably going, man, if that ball doesn't hit the guy on the foot, on the punt, they win the game. And that's true. Maybe it's they true. do. Yeah. right? So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, man, I'm brilliant for picking the Chiefs to win a close game. A lot of people pick the Chiefs to win a close game. It happened to go that way. Could have very easily gone the other way. So it's not like anybody – I mean, a lot of people ended up – we ended up right off the actual score. But I never felt like I knew what was going to happen. No. You know what I mean? No, you had basically three quarters where both defenses dominated the game. Oh, the under looked so good. Right, like they just dominated the football game. And it never felt to me watching the game before Kansas City took that first lead and then things opened up basically in the game. But I never felt like I was watching it going, man, these offenses stink. I was watching it going, these defenses are killing it out there right now. The coverage that Kansas City had all night, are you kidding me? Right. I mean, and well, part of that to me, Tone, was that Purdy doesn't rifle it in there. No. Right. There, there, he, he has they a little a chance to recover. He, you yeah. do have a little bit more time. And so anything that's that's 20-plus yards downfield for him – as that ball's in the air, I'm thinking somebody's going to close on this football, yeah. and they generally did. But they did a you're right, they did a hell of a job in coverage in uh, that game. Sneed last night was as good as a corner I've seen play in a Super I Bowl. I think in McDuffie my life. was outstanding yeah. too. I thought they both were really good. And look, if you're San Fran, you're going, man, you know, Debo is hurt. He's clearly not 100. percent He's gutting it out. Kittle was in the locker room for an extended yeah. period of time. We lost Dre Greenlaw. Yeah. Uh, early in this game, just oh, what a terrible way to go out! That you're just terrible. You're just getting you know bouncing on the sideline, waiting to go in, and then boom, tear your Achilles, sprinting out on the field, yeah. just awful. So Unreal. I mean, you know, like I get it. You know, San Fran could probably feel like they're the better team. They're the best. You're, I think they are the better roster, except for one position, mm -hmm. and that's the importance of that position. If you think that that is some great Kansas City Chiefs team, they had a good defense. I don't know how many other quarterbacks are even getting them to the Super Bowl, quite frankly. So there's a big gap that the rest of the league has to close with Patrick Mahomes. Even if it's not statistical brilliance, Tony, it's you get him to the postseason. The the narrative, well, he's got all these games at home. Well, not this year, right? Went on the yeah. road to the number one and number two seeds, and the number one seed uh, was a neutral site game for the NFC with San Francisco. And 
was able to meet every challenge because he's unflappable in those circumstances. Well, that Kansas City, with the way they looked halfway through the year, nobody was going to pick them to play in the Super Bowl. No. Right? Halfway through the season. And then that over the back half of the year, everyone was looking at it, watching it, saying, Baltimore, San Francisco. Those are the teams. Baltimore, San Francisco. Those are the teams. Well, they both wind up being the one seeds in each conference. Kansas City beat them both. Right, They didn't just go win a Super Bowl. They went and beat the two teams that everyone said were going to supplant them this year. Right. There weren't a bunch of upsets on their path to Super Bowl glory at all. And I'm with you. I don't think there is another quarterback that would have won a Super Bowl with that roster this year. I don't. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks that wouldn't have made the playoffs with that roster this year. Would have been a, a competitive team, but not necessarily a playoff team. And look, they had some bad losses themselves. They did. This year. And they may have got a little bored with it or fell into a funk or whatever the case may be. But it, all that doesn't matter. It's like when we talk about individual games and we're like, oh, the Jags are 8-3, and three, but, and there's some underlying things. Well, that's okay. If you keep overcoming those underlying things, it's one thing. You know, if you yeah. look at Kansas City and you're having to play – Tomorrow or next week or or the next month, there are issues that that team has, but they've got the eraser in Patrick Mahomes that they're able to overcome it. And it wasn't just Mahomes yesterday, but it was a big uh, part of of Patrick Mahomes just having that perseverance, making some key throws. And that was the difference, too, Tone, as you watched late, and maybe you felt the same way. I, I assume a lot of people did when Mahomes let it go and you know you're you're kind of a slave to what you see mm-hmm. on the screen you see him letting it go you're not seeing what he's seeing I just felt like every time the ball left his hands it was going to be a good result you yeah. know and now granted he had that one where he kind of stepped up and and threw that flutter ball yeah. o- over the middle that landed in between two defenders so he was far from perfect yeah. on the night but he was good enough when he had to be that was a weird that was the fumbled exchange it looked like they were going to try to run a play Right, with Pacheco on right. that particular, and he had to pick it up, and it was like, what do I do? Like, they were lucky to even have anybody in a route anywhere at that point on the play. To not have grounding. Yeah, called. and so he just threw it there to the middle of the field. But, yeah, it's just floating around up there. Uh, created an opportunity for the 49ers. Unfortunately for them, nobody's underneath it. It's If you're San Francisco, uh, it, that is as frustrating, I think, as it gets. Right, that you can walk away from a Super Bowl where you were taking on that guy right, for the second time, if you're a 49ers fan here in the last several years, take it on that guy, and this time you lost in large part because a punt hit an up man's leg. Right. Look, you picked him off in Chiefs territory. Yeah. And then you couldn't do anything with it. Yep. Right? And you had to punt it away after a three and out. And even then, on on the next drive, Andy Reid inexplicably doesn't review Isaiah Pacheco looking like he had a first yeah. down. Calls a timeout. And still doesn't throw the challenge flag. You might as well throw the challenge flag. I guess you You're know you can make the argument, yeah. right? I'm going to hang on to my challenge. I don't think we're going to win it. We need a timeout here anyway. But I thought there were a couple of those calls. One where I thought Kelsey was really close to getting a first down. Another one where Pacheco was really close to getting a first down that I thought worked in San Francisco's favor. Mm-hmm. So you know, for all the conspiracy, oh look, the, those people are going to go. <laughs> Nuts anyway. They're already going nuts out there. It's all now they've turned their attention now to roid rage uh-huh. with uh Travis Kelsey. That's what's trending because what can they do? Uh they win. Uh Taylor wins Grammys, Travis wins Super Bowl rings, and and there there's a lot of crying in Mudville. Uh my wife 
goes to me. We watch the game together, and and I stay off social media during the game because you know at any given point I don't want to miss the commercials. You know I want to see. I thought the mm-hmm. Michael Sarah commercial was really good. With the Sarah V was uh, was pretty good. I thought there were a few good ones. Nothing, you know, all time great necessarily. Oh, the Affleck Damon. Uh, the Affleck one yeah. was good as well. He he goes. Uh, Duncan, yeah. He goes. Um, what do you say? How you like them donuts? donuts. Like <laughs> I gotta I say it, don't I? Right. <laughs> I just have to say it. Uh, so there were a few good ones. So anyway, we're we, I'm I'm watching it, but uh, at times I'll pause it. So I don't want to mm-hmm. get on social media and say, oh, you know, the Chiefs just fumbled it away or whatever. I want to see the game, and I'd eventually I'd catch up and then I'd pause again or whatever. So but yeah. we're watching the game, and and Kelsey obviously comes up and he's <laughs> mad because you've got the fumble uh, with Pacheco on a play where apparently Noah Gray's man whipped him and came in and forced the fumble and. Travis Kelsey wanted to be on the field. He wasn't on the field on that play. Yeah. And he gets in Andy Reid's face and kind of bumps him and all this. Scared him. I, he, he did, absolutely. Yeah. But my wife goes, will we bench him for that? I'm like, oh, honey, that is so cute of you. Until the next drive ask. starts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right, because they, they just lost the ball. So, yes, he will not make him play defense on this drive. But, uh, no, uh, look, even if they didn't have a history together, you're not going to bench your star tight end in that moment mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's not like he he physically attacked him I didn't feel like it was like it was aggressive there was no question about it and I think he showed his backside on that play but that's in part Travis Kelsey yeah you know he's I mean a- it's not like he didn't Andy Reid earlier this year had to have a conversation with him because of the helmet thing right he's very volatile emotionally yeah. and he said so after the game that basically Andy Reid is as his over the years, his guidance on how to deal with his emotions had basically helped him yeah. make a career. We've seen Kelsey thrown out of a game against the Jaguars. No doubt. You know, like, it. that's that's how he is. He is that fiery, and it's a Super Bowl, and he just saw a fumble happen, and they hadn't scored a touchdown to that point in the game, right? And so Kelsey is, you know, he's exploding on the sideline at that time because he wasn't allowed to be on the field for whatever reason. He's... Letting his coach know and, and I wonder, there's probably there, better ways to do it than screaming at an old man on the sideline, but that's how he chose to handle it. And with all the focus on Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift and all, I, I bet he was feeling a little bit more pressure, right? Like, he gave a big speech, they say, in the locker room that every chief today is saying to a man, if you were there, it was the greatest speech you ever heard in your life, mm-hmm. right? It was just Travis Kelsey going raw, emotional about what they had, why they should win, not overlooking the opportunity that they had, all those things you can imagine you're giving yeah. in a on a Saturday night pre Super Bowl speech. But they said Mahomes got up there and was just like, "What am I supposed to say now? Let's go! Like, yeah. uh, all right, what he said. Let's yeah. go! Right? Like, let's bring it in. All right. So today, let's talk about it. Uh, how far away are your Jacksonville Jaguars from competing and going toe to toe with a team like Kansas City? They didn't seem that far away. When they played them the last couple of times, Tony, but there's just something about that championship DNA that makes it so tough. You have to be near perfect at times to overcome the Kansas City Chiefs. So how far off are the Jags from that? Should Kyle Shanahan have deferred in overtime? That's a big talking point today as well with the postseason overtime rules being different. We'll get into that one as well. And Shanahan now, this is the third Super Bowl that he's been a part of in which his team has blown a double-digit lead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, is it all on him? No, but is some of it on him? Uh, it's got to be some of it, yeah. uh, you know? 
Marv Levy was a great coach, but he's not remembered as one of the greats. Not as one of the all-time greatest right. coaches because you got to get that's where over that last had, hump. Yeah. At, at the moment. Yeah. And look, he's got more opportunities. He's going to have a very good team coming back next year, but uh, might very well be staring down the uh, barrel at Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and that crew once again. Mike mm-hmm. Dempsey, Tony Smith here with you. Good morning, Pockets. How are you? Good morning. Where did you watch the game? Were you at the I house? I was at the crib, yeah. I, yeah? Man, I, note to self, do not eat five garlic knots before a game or you'll <laughs> pass out for like an hour. Oh, no. Did yeah. you miss You missed an hour worth no, of the game? No, or? I was about 5.30. We'll go right at kickoff. Okay. But, all right. Well, good. But it was uh, it was good, man. We're glad you made it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Pockets is here. Uh, we're all locked in. We're ready to go. Uh, today's Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. Uh, by the way, it's a simple one. Which two teams do you predict will meet in Super Bowl 59 a year from now in New Orleans, Louisiana? Will it be your Jacksonville Jaguars? Will they run it back? with the Chiefs and the 49ers, uh, or what have you. You tell us who you think the upcoming teams will be for the 2024 season that will meet next year in Super Bowl 59. 641-1010 is the phone number for the uh, phone lines, uh, the All-Pro Roofing phone lines, or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Hit us up on social media at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, and at 1010XL Denmark. And- Let's go racing, boys! Ooh, that's uh, that's new. We're going racing now, huh? Yeah, it's that time. A little boogity, boogity, boogity. Uh, Pockets is ready for some NASCAR, apparently. Uh, you can also get in the YouTube chat if you've got some feedback for the program uh, today. We are ready to roll. Put it behind us, but let's reflect on Super Bowl 58. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Now more Jaguars Today on 1010XL. I thought Usher did a pretty good job at halftime. I, I don't really like know Usher's whole catalog. I know this, but there, there's not a whole lot that I know from him. But I thought it was fairly entertaining tone. I can't recall anybody coming out. Maybe I can't. I, I mean, I, I didn't do any research on it. I didn't see if anything was written about it yesterday. I don't remember anyone singing a song on roller skates before. Honestly, I thought <laughs> I that was that. No. just the choreography of having to choreograph a little routine on roller skates. I thought was as risky as anything they did at halftime yesterday. Yeah, my thought uh, when it got announced that Usher was going to be doing the halftime was wherever Little John is, that he just high-five everyone in the room, I'm going to be on the Super Bowl halftime. Yes. Like, before he even got the call from Usher, I'm going to be on the halftime show. Oh, yeah. Like, like, he had the whole crew, Ludacris and, yeah, and the there's whole... There's no doubt that a couple of those guys are going to be showing up for that particular song. They were very makes sense. popular prop bets. Alicia yeah. Keys is a popular prop bet because of her collaboration. And on, uh, anyway, I thought... I thought it was fine, you know. I, yeah, I wouldn't put it in one of my all-time favorites, but it wasn't one I was like, oh, you know, like, like I love the Who, but the Who at halftime was bad. Yeah. They and were it's, bad. It was. It's surprising because a couple of years later we got to see them live. They were fantastic, amazing. You're right. I, I saw them a couple of times after that, and they yeah. were really good. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's something about that moment. It's you, you got basically 13 to 15 minutes or whatever the case. I thought it took forever to set up the halftime yeah. show this year, right? Like they came back, and I'm like. How, like, did something happen? <laughs> like, are, 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 are we skipping this? How long are they going to go giving us first half recap and stats and all that stuff? I yeah, thought. and you know, something like Usher is more of a show. No doubt. You know, than The Who is, especially at this point. And part of The Who Live was always they're the loudest band in the world. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what they are. They're, it's that aggressiveness with the sound has always been part of The Who that's harder to reproduce at the Super Bowl than it is in an arena going around the country is what I guess was the disconnect there. But yeah, I'm with you. It was a little disappointing. 
Because I love the who. I'm yeah, right that year me. was. Yeah, yesterday was fine, yeah. I thought. All right, 25-22, Chiefs beat the Niners. Uh, any angle you want to get into from this Super Bowl, looking ahead at what the Jags need to do to close the gap with Kansas City, your predictions for next year's Super Bowl, it's all fair game today at 6 4 We'll start with Dean on the south side first up on Jaguars today. Good morning, Dean. Hey, good morning. I'd like to talk to you about uh, procurement of talent by the Jags. I mean, the NFL Honors Program showed that uh, it was the – Houston took uh, the offensive and defensive player of the year in the draft. The Jags just seem to struggle with procuring players and decide who they're going to keep around. I mean, Kansas City made a decision to get rid of that receiver and went to Miami, you know, to manage the salary cap. So it just seems to me the Jags need to quit talking about or whoever's talking about, you know, who's qualified for the playoffs in the middle of October, which doesn't matter for the power rankings, which otherwise is not a standing in the NFL, though, and focus on carrying talent and keeping the talent. All right, thank you, Dean. I don't think the Jags were focusing on 8-3. and three. It's not like the Jags hold a press conference going, hey, we're 8-3, and three. look at the standings. We all talk about it, right? It's not like the Jags are like, hey, let's focus on this, don't focus on this. They're, they're just going about their business. And when they're 8-3, and three, should we not reflect on the fact that they're 8-3? and three? I, I think we've already discussed that they thought they were okay at 8-3, and three, and it turns out they weren't. Sure, but right. I don't think they're holding press conferences going, look at us, pat us on the back. No, no, but I think from the perspective of did they think they had something accomplished that they didn't have accomplished, I think that's fair, and I think that's more to what the caller was trying to say. Right there is, It felt like a team that thought they had grasped something halfway through this year. They hadn't. They certainly went through an offseason last year like, we'll just bring the guys back and we'll be what we were right? The young guys will get better. We'll be better. We'll accomplish more this year based on what we accomplished last year. They were wrong. Sure. But when you say like Kansas City, let Tyreek Hill go for the salary cap. Jags make those kind of decisions every year. I mean, every team makes these kind of decisions. It's not like the the Chiefs are the only ones magically having to deal with the salary cap and they're letting guys go. Look, they happen to have Patrick Mahomes. Give him credit for drafting that guy. Yeah. Right, because most teams couldn't get rid of Tyreek Hill and win the next two Super Bowls because you wouldn't be able to overcome that, and they were able to. So give them credit. Look, Kansas City's a better run organization. There's no question about it. But I mean, it's not like the Jags aren't trying to put together a team every year. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah. Like I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I get it. They, they failed to do what they needed to do, but at the time they'd won five in a row and they're knocking on the door of the number one seed in the AFC. Should we not give them some credit for Absolutely. being good at that point in time? Like, yeah. Granted, it collapsed. It fell apart. There were some signs maybe they weren't as good as their record indicated, but like our own caller Dean here said, the standings are the power poles. So when you're number one in the standings, yeah. shouldn't you feel pretty good about what you've done up until that point? Now you've got to continue on. I heard you talking about it with Dan and Jeff this morning, Tony. Philadelphia coming off the Super Bowl appearance, started the season 10-1, and one, and then collapsed down the stretch, yep. and probably along the way thought, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We can fix this. We can fix this. And they didn't. Ultimately, no. guess what? Only one team fixed it. Kansas City. The rest of them. Baltimore. What did, Baltimore's the number one seed. They blew it at home. They, mm-hmm. had it, they had it at home. Right? I mean, you can go on and on and point to every team's failures including the Chiefs, but the Chiefs wipe them out because they're the ones standing today. The 49ers, they had a, a failure of a season. I'm sorry, they did. They're, they're not a team 
that should just be happy to be getting where they're at right now. Yeah, taking another step forward. We went to the NFC Championship game the year before this year. We went to the Super Bowl. No. This whole thing goes back to everyone in the, the league first time against they, the Chiefs. Everyone thought San Francisco was the best team in football throughout the majority of the season. Right, They lost three in a row at one point in the year, but they had injuries at that point as well. And once they got those guys back on the field, it was like, oh, they're back. Right, like That was the feeling with San Francisco all year long. It, Yeah, it's a massive disappointment that once again they came up short. Let me see what uh, – just curious what Garoppolo did in that Super Bowl because that remember that was the point where they decided that they were good but they weren't good enough to get to where they needed to go, right? And then so they – put all their chips in on Trey Lance. That obviously didn't work out. They kind of lucked into Brock Purdy. Right? I'm sorry, you do you don't mm-hmm. if you knew Brock Purdy was going to be anywhere near that good, you're not waiting until the final pick of the draft to take him. They got lucky on Brock Purdy and good Fits for them. Your system perfectly. It, good right. For you. It it yeah. was it was worth taking a shot on. Uh Garoppolo threw for 219 and a touchdown. He did have two picks in that Super Bowl unlike Purdy. But he's the guy, I mean that was the circumstance. They felt like they had the team to win it all. They didn't have the quarterback that could make take that collection of talent and put them on a higher level. I think Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but mm-hmm. they're in a similar circumstance yeah. where they've got a roster that outside of the quarterback position is as good, if not better, than any in the National Football League right now if, if you go man for man. But you've like everybody else, have to deal with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, let's not forget, they're down 24-7 to in the first half to Detroit just two weeks ago. Yeah. Right? It could have been uh, – now, give them credit. They came back and won, and that's what you remember, right? Who ultimately wins? You don't give credit to Detroit for having a big first-half lead. They blew it and didn't get the job done. Um, the only team that gets all the credit today is the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, that's just the way it is. And so every season works. Yeah. I, I don't disagree that the Jags need to do a better job in player procurement. But you can say that about every team in the NFL until they get over the Chiefs hump, period. Yeah. You, that's just the way it is uh, until you've got enough to knock off Kansas City. And Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, both saying they're coming back, which, by the way, they were saying that leading into the game. I think the funniest stuff was the conspiracy theories about how Kansas City's going to win, then Kelsey's going to propose to Taylor Swift on the field, right? And then, I don't know, then the world will open up and swallow the the stadium or something like that. It's going to happen yep. at that point. But, like, imagine if you really thought that was going to happen. Well, you had to factor in the possibility that they lose the game, yeah. right? So, unless you really think that it's fixed. And if you watch that game yesterday and you look at all – I mean, because, yeah, the, the punter – Angled one off the guy's ankle, yeah, right? Purposely. I mean, it's it's so ludicrous yeah. uh, to, to think that Christian McCaffrey and Fred Warner and Nick Bosa aren't, aren't just giving it all and, yeah. and leaving their guts out on the field yesterday. Now, I was, especially when, you know, there were prop bets on how many times Taylor Swift would be shown. Right, during the broadcast. That was a it got le- a lot more frequent in the second half, right, I'll tell you like that. A legit prop bet. But... Speaking to that, before Kansas City had even scored a touchdown in the game, they had shown Taylor Swift on the boards five times. And I knew that because I was involved in a group. We had that as one of the prop bets we had at the party. We were paying attention to how many times Taylor Swift was being shown. She had been shown on the TV five times before Kansas City even scored a touchdown. Basically, to that point in the game, every time they had a play over 15 yards, they went to Taylor Swift up in the booth, and I turned to my friends in the room. I was like, 
you know, I don't care about any of it. It doesn't bother me that they show Taylor Swift. I know why they do, because they got young people that may not be as interested in the game, Mm -hmm. more interested in the game because she's there. Like, it's a story, a hook for those people. But I'm like, I think we've seen Taylor Swift more than we've seen Andy Reid to this point on the TV broadcast. Right. And I thought that was legit. And I was like, this is silly. And from then on, you know, Kansas City was moving the ball on offense. And I'm like, okay. I think they wound up showing her 11 or 12 times. Is that right? Yeah. But every time I felt like she was on, it was for like one or two seconds. Oh, it wasn't It was like flash, go away, get a reaction shot, whatever. If you hate it, don't watch. I don't know what to tell you. I I said it doesn't bother me, but I was laughing. I was like, I I legit think I've seen Taylor Swift more than I've seen Andy Reid. And and the sum total of all that time was probably less than 30 seconds. It's not much. I mean, I haven't seen what the the tally is today, but uh, uh, by the way, I don't know if you had a, any Taylor Swift predictions in your Jag Bag predictions. We have not put the mm. uh, final uh, entries to the vote, and we'll announce the winner of the Jag Bag tomorrow on that one. So we haven't forgotten about you. Let's come back and talk about Kyle Shanahan's decision. And now it is a little bit different. Now, you got to be ready for it as a head coach, but the overtime rules are different yeah. in the postseason. Did he make the wrong decision and set his team up for – uh, less than ultimate success yesterday by opting to take the football. Uh, Kansas City said they felt like that San Francisco did them a favor when they won the toss and elected to receive in overtime. We'll discuss that and more coming up. 25-22, to 22, the Chiefs win another one. And I'll say this. Look, I'm not happy that the Chiefs fan base gets to just talk about how great they are. But to me, it's better just to have that one fan base do it than than have a whole bunch of other ones do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm glad Detroit didn't win a Super Bowl for the first time. I, I don't want another mm-hmm. team. I want the Jags to be the next team to experience something like that. Uh, Kansas City, they're used to celebrating. We're used to them feeling uh, pompous and, yeah. and great about their team. And, and guess what? You'd feel the same exact way if you were in their shoes. So, uh, let's continue the conversation at 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Hey, folks, Mike Dempsey for Tire Outlet. Are you looking for the best deal in your next set of tires? Why wouldn't you be? Well, Tire Outlet never falls flat because they offer the best selection, the best quality, and, yes, the best prices on tires. So you're going to find the right ones for your particular vehicle. Tire Outlet has over four decades of experience and 14 convenient locations around the First Coast, plus a legendary price match guarantee on every brand-new set of tires. You can trust your vehicle is in great hands. They also have skilled technicians ready to maintain and repair that vehicle to keep it operating at its best. That's Tire Outlet. Outlet, where you always get wholesale prices and premium service. Jaguars today on 1010XL. On the uh, text line, designed by the Lifetime Enclosure, I heard the pick the Niners used to draft Purdy was the pick the Jags traded them to get C.J. Beathard. Well, they didn't trade for C.J. Beathard. Uh, they signed him as a free agent, but mm-hmm. they did give him a contract that was just big enough to get San Francisco a compensatory pick at the end of the seventh round, which turned into... Brock Purdy. So, yes, in that sense, they did get that pick uh, because the Jags signed Beathard, but they didn't trade yeah. that pick to uh, San Francisco. Yeah. It never belonged and to the Jags. it doesn't mean the Jags were ever going to be in that position, you know, in the draft. Like right. They, they, that wasn't their pick right. that they, they gave They didn't them. forego the opportunity to make another seventh-round pick with the last pick in the entire NFL draft. And it turned into Brock Purdy. That's not exactly how that worked right. out. But the money they spent on Beathard allowed San Francisco to get an extra draft pick, and they used it on Purdy. Sure. That is true. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, look, if the Jags or anybody else wanted Purdy, they had nearly seven full rounds 
to get him. Right. Yep. So um, they all I, had chances to get Beathard too. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, it 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 is what it is. Yeah. Right. It's like uh, there there's a connection there, but it's not like you said, Tony. It's not like the Jags. It was their seventh round pick. They traded it for Beathard, and even if it was the doesn't mean they would have taken Brock Purdy or, you know, and you can no, say, well, no. that's the, the Jags should have scouted better. Well, maybe <laughs> the 49ers should have scouted better when they traded three firsts and a third or whatever it was to get Trey Lance. Yeah. Right. I mean, they whiffed in an historically bad way yeah. on the Trey Lance deal and they got lucky that they fell into Purdy. I mean, that that's quite frankly what happened. I mean, like it's, you could say it's good that they identified it, but there's still an element of luck that he was available to you sure. that late in the draft. It's kind of like when, Washington took RG3. They're a little lucky that they took Kirk Cousins, even though they valued him. I give him more credit because they took him in the fourth round in the same draft, mm-hmm. right? Like there was actually something of significance that they laid out there for him rather than the final pick, which was a compensatory selection. But either way, um, you know, Brock Purdy, uh, if Trey Lance had been the guy that they thought they were trading up to get, would never have seen the field at this point in the National Football League. And you wonder, are there other guys out there? We saw Jake Browning do it this year, play very well, yep. right? There are probably some backups out there. I mean, Joe Flacco <laughs> was retired mm-hmm. and came in off the couch and won Comeback Player of the Year award. Uh, so who's to say what a particular backup quarterback can do just because you haven't seen him? But, um, you know, uh, it's it's much easier when you hit on that superstar. Now, it's great when you got Purdy's rookie deal, and you can surround him with all that talent. Yeah. And that's going to be fascinating after next year, depending on if he plays, again, if he's another 30-touchdown season, Tony, he'll be eligible for an extension. And then what kind of money does he get, and what does that do to impact San Francisco's ability to put talent around him? Absolutely. That's yeah. the challenge. Mahomes had the biggest cap hit, I believe, in the National Football League this year. It can work. You can manage it. They went out and spent $20 million on Jawan Taylor in free agency mm-hmm. a year, and they still – Got it done. All right, so overtime rolls around yes. yesterday. And unlike the regular season, where in the regular season, if you score a touchdown on the opening drive, you win the game. There were members of the 49ers who thought that was the case. Eric Armstead said he read the rules on the Jumbotron yesterday, and that's how he learned what the overtime rules were. Juszczyk mm-hmm. thought if we score a touchdown on this drive, he said this after the game, we're going to win. We're the Super Bowl champs. That's not the case in overtime. No, Kansas City said... They were well aware of this. Now, is this the biggest thing in the world? No, because really all in that circumstance you have to do is have your coach tell you, if we win the toss, this is what we want to do. And you go out there and you just repeat that back. And he's the one who has to have thought through these permutations. But obviously the way it works in the postseason is no matter what you do on that opening drive, the next team gets a drive. And that stems back. And you're playing in a dome, so direction doesn't really matter. Correct. It goes back to the Buffalo-Kansas City game a few years back where, you know, we didn't get this opportunity and we thought we were going to get a historic finish. And we got a pretty historic finish yesterday, so it kind of worked the way they wanted to. Mm -hmm. But the look, I get what Shanahan says. I hear people saying today, like, it's crazy. It makes no sense. There's no guaranteed third possession. I know what he's saying, though. Like, I've got a chance to score up to eight points on my opening possession. Maybe I'll get three. Maybe I won't score. But I also have a chance to stop you. And if we're equal to each other after those possessions, then it does become sudden death, and I'll have the ball first. Sure. Right? In that circumstance. It's not a crazy way of thinking, but I do think it's trumped 
by when you are the team to get it second. The team that gets it first is never going for two-tone unless you jump off sides on the extra point Mm -hmm. or something like that, right? And they move it to the one-yard line, then maybe they go for two. But even then, you can match them. And the advantage is it's four-down territory everywhere on the field. Like if San Fran had gotten a fourth and short on their own 30-yard line, would they go for it? On that driver, would they punt it away and play defense? Maybe they go for it. Maybe they don't. But you know when Kansas City's down by three now, well, it's four-down territory everywhere you go. And and they said they felt like San Fran did them a favor. I think if we see this happen again, I think – and by the way, they said they would have chosen a kick. And there is actually an advantage to choosing to defer, although the other team – you know, in deferring – you know, when you do that, you almost have to take the ball. Someone defers to you because if they defer to you and you choose to kick, well, they get to choose the ball the next time there's one of these circumstances. And the only way that would occur, you saw the running clock that they had. Usually it's 10 minutes in overtime. They just put 15. It's just all they're doing is playing a half. Yeah. And if that clock runs out, it like goes on to the second quarter of overtime. As the officials said, when they were out there at midfield, we're starting a new game. Correct. A brand new From game. a clock perspective, but we're starting a new game. I don't think all the players game. understand. Yeah. when you, you can say that, and I think it goes right over their heads, unless they know exactly what you're talking about. Because yeah. if then Kansas City does, let's say they, they hold them to a field goal and they kick a field goal, and the next quarter goes scoreless, well, then you start over with a new kickoff. And that kickoff is now going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs yes. in this case, right? Because they didn't get the opening kickoff of overtime. So I, I think in the sum total of things, I think most coaches watching this play out would rather just know exactly what they need going forward. Now, you could still make the argument. If Kansas City just gets held to a field goal, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're, they're not going to go for it on fourth down if it's fourth and five and they can kick a 35-yard field goal. No. So you still have that opportunity. It's just – Along the way on that drive, yeah. like if that was, if KC had the same drive and had the ball first, they're probably punting, probably on fourth down from like their own thirty-four yard line. Probably, but that was fourth and a it foot. was fourth and a foot. I yeah. understand that, but you're also talking about if you don't make it, you're basically handing the game yeah. to the other team. But I think at that point, your your mindset should be: we got to be as aggressive as we got to be. Probably. I, I think at that point in a Super Bowl, that would be the mindset you have. San Francisco. Could have forced Kansas City to have to score a touchdown if they had not had an extra point blocked, right? Like there are sure. right, like opportunities that they created. So with that, when they're kicking the field goal with seven seconds to tie it and send it to overtime, Kansas City would have been trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do on the next play, right? And we got to score on one of the next two, or we're going to lose the Super Bowl. Like that's the position you could have had the the Chiefs in. They didn't do that. I. I don't have a big problem with taking the ball first in overtime. And I, I think, like I said, I think that you coach it from that position aggressively, right? Because it's not like either team is really stopping the other team all that well at that point in the game. It does feel like both teams are going to have I don't know, man. The it's 19-19. But the fourth quarter, bam, bam, bam points, mm-hmm. points, 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 points. That's how the fourth quarter went. Nine to six. Yeah, like both teams were scoring, though. Yeah. They hadn't been scoring the whole game. That's the 19-19. to 19. They hadn't been scoring. Now they were, right? Like, I felt like once, honestly, watching the game, I felt like once Kansas City scored and took the lead for the first time, the thought crossed my mind. I was like, I wonder if there's another stop in this game. That's the way it felt to me. 
because both offenses would be shaken up a little bit by, okay, Kansas City finally got it in the end zone, right? Some things have to open up. Once that happens, San Francisco did. It opened up a little bit. They didn't score over and over and over touchdowns like they could have. You know, potentially had the long field goal that was obviously part of that too. But you didn't have another empty possession in the football game once Kansas City took the lead. And if you're San Francisco, I understand the idea of we're going to take the ball. we got to figure out a way to get points on the board to give us a chance to win this game. Because I thought at that point, San Francisco isn't stopping Kansas City again from getting points in this game. It's not going to happen. They're going to get at least a field goal on every possession they have. See, I didn't necessarily feel that way, and I felt like the the bigger shock was it was our own mistake that set them. Like, we'd been stopping this team, and it was, what, sure. 10 to 6 at that point, right? I think it was, was it 10 to 6, right? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. Kansas City gets the muff and goes in and punches it, it 13, in. 13-10? I think it it was 10 to 6, right, and that yeah. touchdown made it 13 to 10. Yeah to give them the first lead of the game. But yeah. I, I felt like if I'm San Fran, I feel like I've, I've stopped them the whole game, including right up until that point. And you just can't have a punt hit you in the foot. you know. And that's just the difference. I, I, as much as anything, I think that's the biggest play in the football game right there. Because if you stop them there and maybe – you know, from that point on, and maybe it is because San Francisco opened it up a little bit or whatever, they scored a touchdown on the field goal on their next couple of drives as well. So maybe if they just get that punt secured, they go down and score that touchdown, and now they're opening up a two-score lead, and we're getting pretty late in the ball game, and it's a different outcome. But regardless, it went the way it went, mm-hmm. and uh, the Chiefs pick up another Super Bowl championship. Uh, 25 to 22, the final, 6 4 one 10 10 if you want to get in, be a part of it. The question of the day today, which two teams do you think meet in Super Bowl 59? You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, think about this. Other than the quarterback position, if you could take one of these pieces mm-hmm. off San Fran and or Kansas City, like what infusion could the Jags most use to close the gap on these guys? We'll talk about that here in a second. Okay. Uh, from Bush Drive Rich on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, Usher's show that he had on the Vegas Strip, half the show he's on roller skates. Okay, I take your word for it. Right. Did a really good job doing it. He's had one of those, what they call those Vegas residencies. I don't know what you make for that. I think it's pretty lucrative, right? You perform like 200 and something nights a year. Mm-hmm. Do the same show in the same spot over and over. Elvis's manager did well doing it. Yeah, but like a lot, like Adele's, like tons of people, yeah. huge, huge names in uh, entertainment do it. And you don't yeah. have to go on the road. They come to you. Yes, they do. Which is nice. Uh, this one, um, in terms of what Sam Fran could have done on the text line, Shanahan blew it by not running McCaffrey on the first play after the two-minute warning. If he had run the ball... And then kicked a field goal. There would have been less than a minute and a half left, and it made it. It would have made it that much tougher on the Chiefs. But what would happen is, let's say they had it was a third and five coming out mm-hmm. of the two minute warning. They threw incomplete. And you and I both agreed that throwing it there is the right call because you're 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 not the trying first to first down gives you the opportunity to win the game on a field goal potentially. Yes, to run the clock down to where yes. there's almost nothing left and, and kick the field goal. So potentially, you, but you got to get one more first down, maybe two. Now McCaffrey might run for a first down as well, but if they run McCaffrey, they're going to call it. They have two timeouts. Kansas City does at that point. 
They only ended up using one of them the rest of the way. They yes. ended with one in their pocket. So, I mean, let's say they ran it for two yards. Okay. KC calls a timeout. So now instead of having two timeouts, they have one, but they have the same amount of time left. And they ended up not using both of those timeouts. Yeah. And as you were saying, Tony, if there was le- if there was 30 seconds left time, they call plays differently too. They do. Right? I mean, they, they actually were probably in their mind like, all right, let's score, but let's not, Yeah. you know. Well, and you got to take the 30 seconds out. They may have kicked the field goal earlier than they wound up kicking it. But I think even with that 30 seconds off the clock, Kansas City's likely in a position to try a game-winning field goal or a game-tying game field goal. Game-tying field goal, yeah. Right, like they're not throwing into the end zone once to Kelsey. Right, I think that opportunity may have been taken away from them, but I don't know how much else short of them having the opportunity to tie the game there. The best opportunity for San Francisco to win the game was find a way to get a first down on that third down, and then you can manipulate the clock a little bit. That's when you can manipulate the clock is the first down after the two-minute warning not the third down after the two minute. You got to call your best play to get five yards yeah. there, or whatever that happens to be. And it, look, it didn't work. And Casey, I'm sure, felt more comfortable with two timeouts in their pocket. And absolutely, you know, as somebody who was pick Casey, therefore I'm rooting for my pick to be right. I was glad that it went that way, but you know, at, at, at the same time, I, I really don't think this outcome would be any different. At well, least, not provably different. They did end with a timeout in their pocket in regulation, so. They did. You know, if nothing else changes, they call the timeout on that play and everything else transpires the same way. So they have no timeouts left when the game or regulation ends. And it says about me whatever it says about me. But me, as a football fan, what I wanted to see when Kansas City had the opportunity late in regulation and when they had the opportunity again in overtime, I wanted Mahomes to throw a touchdown to Kelsey because I wanted to see a a Super Bowl end on what might wind up being the greatest quarterback of all time, throwing a touchdown pass to the greatest tight end of all time to win a Super Bowl. As a fan of the game, to see that kind of history, I thought would have been cool. That's what I was rooting for. Did you not read the script, though? And, but I did not, and it's not quite the way it worked out. Good right. for me, Cole Hardman. I mean, clear, clearly, yeah. the script was, let's get the guy that, that was not good enough to stay on the Jets yeah. this year. Uh, couldn't Wasn't good enough to be one of Zach Wilson's targets, but he could win – the yeah. Super Bowl in overtime. <laughs> now, granted, he's catching it. That, that's the thing. Nicole Hardman goes to show you, right? Like, why don't we have guys like that? Well, the Jets had him. Yeah. And because he was placed in this moment, it's not like Nicole Hardman got him to where they were. But in that moment, they called his number, had a good play design, and he got wide open, and Mahomes hit him, and he caught the ball for the touchdown. That doesn't make Nicole Hardman a great player. A lot of guys probably could have done that in his stead, but he did it with Kansas City because they like it's like they talked about apparently in Kelsey again, we weren't there, but Kelsey's yeah. Saturday night speech, he leaned heavily into we know what the formula is. We know what it takes. And when they went into the locker room at halftime down by seven tone, they, they said they all looked at each other like, we We're here last year. We've been here repeatedly. The, you know, the, the main thing is to stay calm and execute your place. Don't compound it. And because they had made mistakes up to that point and they didn't. You know, Miko Hardman a couple weeks ago is the guy who fumbles out of the end zone. That's right. Right? Against Buffalo. That's what would have been remembered about Miko Hardman in this season as a Kansas City Chief would have been he's the guy who fumbled it out of bounds. Good thing they found a way to come back and win. Right? Like that's what the story would have been with Miko Hardman. He was open in the moment. 
right? Sure. And didn't well, drop at that time. As somebody said on the text line here, uh, they uh, San Francisco missing the extra point thought that was a big deal as well. It's a huge deal. It's a tremendous deal. Maybe the difference in the game. I would like to claim that if San Fran had made that extra point, and because Kansas City didn't have to kick the conversion, I had the exact score right, mm-hmm. right? It's not my fault that Jake Moody can't kick an extra point. Of course, if Jake Moody makes that extra point, everything that follows mm-hmm. goes differently. That, right? You, yes. you know, we're not looking at a, a 19-19 game going to overtime. Yeah, not settling for the field goal opportunity. It's, we're going. No, that, I, trust me, though. I was looking at, there was one point in time I'm like, you know, if San Fran scores here, and then Kansas City comes back, I'm like, damn it. Tony is in line for 27-23. This I cannot was. stand. Yeah, and, but, and it didn't. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Look, by the way, um, I end up the, – the over ends up hitting. I wonder how many people middled it, right? Mm-hmm. Because all week long, it was 47 and a half, right? And a lot of people did play the under. We had a bunch of – we did a show yesterday, a three-hour show on Sirius XM preview, and we had a bunch of – different analysts and handicappers on, and the under was a popular play yeah. in this on 47 and a half. Well, it finished at 46 and a half. Mm. So if you took under on 47 and a half and play the over on the 46 and a half, aren't you lucky? Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. You, you, you cleaned Vegas's clock <laughs> is what you did. You middled it right there uh, at exactly 47 points. But uh, they said they got, they got killed. They got a lot of action on overtime, mm-hmm. and that was 11 to 1. Against and that that and then any time McCaffrey uh, touchdown was paying like I want to say like plus three fifty it was like three and a half four to one something mm-hmm. like that which seemed like a very reasonable bet yeah but then again there weren't that many touchdowns in the game no right so you know you're looking at Juwan Jennings you're looking at Miko Hardman you're looking at MBS so a lot of people putting action on Pacheco and Kelsey and all these guys or Mahomes to run one in or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, we've been disappointed. All right, uh, that is what went down in Vegas yesterday, and I'm sure uh, that's in part the focus of our look around the National Football League. Now, Gems Around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Kansas City became just the seventh franchise to win four Super Bowls in their overtime win over San Francisco last night in Super Bowl 58. Patrick Mahomes won his third Super Bowl in his first seven seasons, also took home his third Super Bowl MVP award, making him just the third player, along with Tom Brady and Joe Montana, to accomplish that feat. Tom Brady has five for the record. San Francisco linebacker Drake Greenlaw is believed to have suffered a torn Achilles while running onto the field defensively following a punt in the second quarter last night, Philadelphia edge rusher Hassan Reddick has received permission to pursue a trade. According to a report by Ian Rappaport, Reddick is entering the final year of his current deal with the Eagles. He's tallied 27 sacks in his two seasons there in Philadelphia while making the Pro Bowl in both years. And Tom Pelissero reported over the weekend that Las Vegas wide receiver Devontae Adams will not face any league discipline for shoving a photographer following a game in 2022. I believe that was a game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, it was. Yeah, but um, uh, no discipline for Adams. My wife would have asked me, is he going to get in trouble for that? <laughs> Just like she did with uh, Kelsey yesterday. I thought uh, I thought I raised you better, honey. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd know uh, we're not taking one of our best players off the field. Could you imagine, like, well, yeah, I'm going to bench Kelsey for the next drive, right? Because uh, yeah. he's, he's a red ass. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think that's going to uh, be the way it all plays out. Tone, uh, there are a lot of guys that I'd like to have from either one of these teams to give an infusion of help 
to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you can make a great case for Chris Jones if you're just looking at Kansas City, right? And all, all the different yeah. places he plays on the defensive line and all the different things he does. <sighs> Would you be better off just taking Creed Humphrey and arguably getting the best center in the league and just trying to figure it out from there? I don't think so. No? No. I, like, I think you are right now with Chris Jones, you're getting the best interior defensive player in the league right now. I, I think that the last couple of years, the all-pro team's telling you that he's ahead of Aaron Donald at this point in both mm. their careers. Maybe. Yeah. I, like, and I – no, I'd, I'd probably still go Jones there. But I can I'd, – I'd have to pause to debate it, right, like which way I wanted to go with it. But I do think Jones is the more impactful player. Yeah, may, I, and, but for how long, too? Yeah. Would be a fa- like if you're looking at one year. Chris Jones is only going to turn 30 in July, which a little bit surprising. He feels like he's been around yeah. forever. Um, I might argue that Aaron Donald is still the top interior guy. Ten and a half sacks this year for Chris Jones, pretty good. Fifteen and a half the year before. Look, he's he's outstanding. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Um, it's just man, you know, you look. This is the value of having a quarterback as savvy and as deft as Mahomes is. He was under tremendous pressure yes. yesterday. First half, I mean, I felt like San Francisco's every completed pass was a chore yes. for Kansas City, right? Yes. You're playing without an all-pro guard in Joe Tooney. Did it really matter, right? Like, how? again, he's Mahomes. We don't have that guy, but if you could take – I feel like if you take an all-pro out of your lineup, it should feel like there's a bigger impact than it did by missing Tooney. And maybe that was the impact in the first half where everything seemed like it was just so difficult, like you're pushing water uphill. But, you know, Mahomes is able to extend plays, and he can see that pressure coming up the middle at him. And, yeah, he got sacked a few times, and mm-hmm. I felt like he stepped into a couple. You know, he he stepped up in the pocket and – Held on to the ball looking downfield, and I thought the coverage was pretty good, and the rush eventually got to him. But I don't know. What is that? Should we read anything into that about the value of the guard position, or is this just that Mahomes is a guy that's going to overcome whatever deficit that he's got, and you can't really extrapolate that to the Jaguars or any other team? I think it's easier to find an offensive guard or center that gives you an opportunity to make the offense work, right? Like, I I think that thought hasn't changed for me. I think that you can't have it where the entire game, it's not like Mahomes, and he was being harassed. In the first half of the game, he was being harassed over and over and over and over again. Now, whatever adjustments they made in the second half allowed the offense to work more efficiently in the second half of the game, and I think part of that is Mahomes, and part of that is they play better on the offensive line in the second half. I Like, the first half you're watching that game, Chase Young was making a difference, right? Hargrave was making a difference in the first half of the football game, especially in the fourth quarter, not so much, right? They didn't hit Mahomes a whole lot no. late in the game. Like, whatever needed to change offensive line-wise changed for the Kansas City Chiefs. The thing that never changed on the other side was Jones never stopped, right? San Francisco never really figured out how to keep him from affecting the outcome of plays, and they might have won the game. If they had blocked Jones for half a second, 
No, you're on right. throw to Debo Samuel, they probably win the Super Bowl. And, and that's kind of like why nobody should be victory lapping today, their prediction, even if you had the Chiefs and even if you had the score in that range, yeah. which we did because one play, one block, one non-block, one ball off uh, the, a, an up man's foot. Right. The conversation we were just having about Jones versus Aaron Donald, right? Aaron Donald has a Super Bowl ring because he, in part because he made the play. Right there's a receiver streaking wide open down the sideline in that Super Bowl. Right, you know, Jamar Chase. But Aaron Donald's all over him. Burrow didn't have a chance, right, on that play because Aaron Donald made the play. Jones did that yesterday in the game. He doesn't come out of the game with the big numbers and the stack on, but watching the game, it's like there he is again. There he is again. There he is again. He was in the middle of basically every big defensive play. That Kansas City made all night. Somebody asked on the text on what about Fred Warner? I look if I'm taking a guy from San Francisco, I'm not taking a linebacker. No. Like we, you know, part of it is it's not just determining who the best player is. It's you know what do you need? What what's the fit uh, here? I'd rather take Bosa uh, because of the value that mm-hmm. he presents. Even though even if you presume Josh Allen's back, I'll figure it out. We'll yeah. play Trayvon inside. Or <laughs> honest to God. Trent Williams said he's going to play another couple of years. Yeah, he's still as good as anybody. Yes, out there at left tackle. And if you could have the best left tackle in the game to anchor your offensive line for the next two seasons, wouldn't be a bad option for you either. No, quite frankly, I mean you there know, are a lot of ways you could go with that team. And Warner yesterday had the one third down where Kelsey spun him out of his shoes, right, and converted the third down mm-hmm. uh, there in the second half of the game. And then the next time that Kelsey was in that one on one with him again. Fred was all over him. Yeah. It's like he made the adjustment. Whatever Kelsey had just shown him, he's like, not again. There's still, though, a lot of instances I felt yesterday when when Kelsey, it's like third and whatever. You know it's coming to him. Can't stop it. How is he just getting open like this? The league has been doing that for a decade. You know what they did to him yesterday, though? They put Bosa over him. Yes. uh, And made him, like, decide, okay, either – I'm running out in my pattern, and i got to spend a little bit more time in here giving a chip to Nick Bosa. Yeah. And it was pretty effective uh, what they did to, to move him around, and certainly in the first half when he had one catch for one yard. Yeah. Uh, wasn't getting anything done. All right, if you want to get in, 6-4-1-10-10. We'll take a timeout here, continuing to look back at Super Bowl 58. Chiefs win it 25-22. to Just how far are your Jaguars from being true contenders in the AFC? This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Jaguars today on 1010XL. On the text line, it's not about lifetime enclosures, Tony. Uh, what do you think about the sphere in Vegas? Isn't that like uh, the most awesome thing you've ever seen? That thing is awesome. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like um, any alien invasion movie, right? Like when you wake up one morning and there are like 50 motherships spread around the globe, right? Like, that's one of the, like, we woke up and this thing was in Vegas. Like, what the hell is it? We don't know. Uh, but then, then apparently there are 17 others just like it and key points around the world. I, I honestly, it, it, it's, it really does look like, how do you explain what that thing is, you know? But uh, that's the world we live in, baby. No how how yeah. do you explain um, a smartphone to someone? Uh, seriously, I, I go back. A hundred years ago, and sure. explain a smartphone. You know, hey, you know that thing where you go, hey, Mabel, uh, give me a Klondike 59C2TK, uh, uh, that thing. Yeah, you'll, you'll carry that in your pocket, and you'll also 
I mean, you couldn't even explain to them what computing power was. Back I, then. Only, I always think of, like, if you were in jail for, like, the last 25 years and you come out into the real world, like, how different the world is from now just to then. Right. Even though you could be maybe aware of some of what's going on. Right. It's like, yeah. Um, how to use an iPhone efficiently. Sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, the I, way I, computers were being used 25 years ago compared to today. Right. Like, the adjustment would be... Uh, I don't know how you could get your feet back on the ground. Yeah, but you, you grow up with it, and yeah. it's, it is what it is. But the sphere is pretty pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Can we get one of those in our stadium deal <laughs> here in sure. Jacksonville? Yeah. I just want the stadium. Can we just get the stadium right now? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Heard Hick and Pross talking about it this morning. Let's just get this thing done, man. Um, please, can we, Sometime before the kickoff of the 2024 season, can we at least have an agreement That'd ironclad nice. in place? Six four one ten ten. Let's go back out to the line. Say here on the All Pro Roofing phone lines, Matt and Callahan. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Hey, morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Doing well, buddy. What's on your mind? All right. So I was listening to the drill this morning, and they basically said that you know, in a nutshell, Kansas City's roster is not as good as Jacksonville's roster. You know, talking about their wide receiver talent, Ridley uh-huh. Kirk, better than yeah. anybody they got. You know, and you hear that, and then you think, and then y'all talked about the Philly crumble where they just literally fell apart. And is any of that, in your opinion, have to do? Because we fell apart too. I mean, we we're eight and three. Yeah, and we literally just fell off the table. Sure. At what point does some of that ownership come into? The locker room and the coaching staff. Philly fell apart and they lost their O coordinator and their D coordinator. They were the glue behind that whole deal. So, you know, Andy Reid's a legend and Pat Mahomes is going to possibly be the greatest ever. But, you know, we don't have that right now. But at what point do we kind of look at some of that as what are y'all doing behind the doors that we don't get to see that's possibly a factor in all this because we got talent here in Jacksonville. All right. guys that are good, good some of these guys. You no, I, I mean? appreciate it, Matt. Let's uh, let's discuss this a little bit. Hey, I did think when I heard about the you know the Kelsey speech. I'm not the big rah rah got to throw a speech out there guy mm-hmm. necessarily, right? But certainly these guys were affected by. It. I think there are moments like you don't want to. It's week seven of the regular season, Tony. It's not speech time, right? The night before the Super Bowl, you're going to empty the tank. And Andy Reid asked Mahomes, Chris Jones and Kelsey to get up there and talk. And they said that Travis Kelsey was so raw, so emotional, so, like, they were ready to play right there in that moment. It was the greatest thing that they ever heard. I started thinking, who is the guy Mm -hmm. that can bring that out amongst each other? And, you know, you can have coaches tell you, you can have a lot of things. When one of your own, and he has that gravitas of being one of the best players to ever play his position. Now, Travis Kelsey's a fun-loving guy. He's not like Mr. Serious all the time. But, like, look, who is that guy amongst the players on this roster that can demand excellence from everybody else? I'm not sure who that is, quite frankly, because they don't have a lot of guys with that kind of track record of success. I don't know if Travis Kelsey five years ago could have done what Travis Kelsey did, Mm -hmm. apparently, on Saturday night. But I don't want to over... Look what Matt's talking about. Yeah, they got Andy Reid and he's great, and yeah, they have Patrick Mahomes, but but it starts there, doesn't it? Right, because every other team today, including the Jags, is going. But what are we missing 
that they have. San Francisco is loaded. And now, I don't know if I go man for man on the Jags roster and say that they're a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, you could go at certainly at some positions and you can say, okay, um, wide receiver, would I take Kirk Ridley, Zay Jones over Rasheed Rice, Valdez Scantling, Justin Watson, Kadarius Tony? Yeah, I would. Yes. I'd take that group. But as good a year as Evan Ingram had, I'm not taking him over Travis Kelsey. No. Their offensive line is better. No. Their quarterback is is fathoms yeah. better. Um, and part of the, the Kelsey thing is there is whatever you call it, the telepathy that he and Mahomes have. The connection. Right. Like you can hear people on the pregame talking about going back and watching tape of Kansas City over the last month. And you're watching going, Kelsey's not even running a route. He's just going where play backyard football where, where he bit. and Mahomes yeah. know they're both going to be in moments. Like it's it's crazy the connection those two guys have. Well, you see the play where Mahomes ran for the fourth down, yeah. right? Kelsey, it was like, how did they get this design? Yeah. Where Kelsey basically has one guy that either the guy tries to get past him and go for Mahomes, and then Kelsey's going to be wide open, or all, all Kelsey has to do is block a guy for half a second, yep. and Mahomes can scoot for that first down. And and you, as you watched it unfold, Mahomes, they're communicating like instantly, and Mahomes is t- basically telling him, just get him, and I got this. Yep. You know, and that's just, it's just a little tiny thing, but it's been built up over the last half decade plus. Um, would I give it to Pacheco versus ETN? Uh, I'd go either way with that. I yeah. think ETN's more dangerous in the passing game than Pacheco is. Pacheco's a hard charging runner yes, right? he is. call it a push call it an edge to either one slightly it's not that big a deal and you start all right Josh Allen tremendous year but collectively what Chris Jones is able to do George Karloftis has been really good yeah. his first two years I in the National Football League if you're talking just defensive line or I like the Jags or the Kansas City defensive line you take the Chiefs yes collectively right like individual players group. right like I take I take Allen over Karloftis, yes. but if I'm saying, would I take Allen versus Chris Jones as the most valuable member of the front seven? It'd be Jones. Probably take Jones, and yeah. then you, you match Karloftis up with Trayvon Walker, and they're basically a push, if not slightly in favor of Karloftis over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then you look at, they've got linebackers that can run, yep. and, and they're not the stars of that team, but Gay and Bolton and even Drew Tranquil are all good players, and their corners... Uh, you say what you want about Tyson Campbell. Their corners are better. Yeah, these last two years, they've been remarkable. They've been outstanding. You know, yeah. their safeties are average. You know, it's not like the Jags have the, the greatest safeties in the world. No. I, I mean, I think you could. it's easy to look at skill positions and go, oh, we got all these wide receivers. We're better than Kansas City. All right, collectively, yes, the wide receiver room is better. But Mahomes, as we pointed out, he threw for 330. Yeah, and it's... Probably the only area on the football team that you can point to and say our group is better than Kansas City's group is wide receiver. I think everywhere else there may be spots where you feel like it's a push, but I don't think there's another position where you're like, where yeah, clearly, clearly, right. Uh, like I, again, you could argue running back, but when you look at the whole running back room, yeah. When you add McKinnon and Ceh in there, you know, to what the Jags had, yeah. When you know, Dearness Johnson, Tank Biggs, we were just meh. You know, and and so look, it's great that we feel like maybe we can match up or even be better in some areas, but there's such a gulf. Like when you say, hey, I I know Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are great, but but 
that's the thing, the but. It's it's the devils in those details. By how much in those circumstances, like Trevor Lawrence is great. He won his first playoff game, right? But he also fell behind by throwing four interceptions sure. in the first half of that game and had to come back and put on a miracle performance to win that game. Whereas Mahomes is going to go out there, and when, when he threw a pick yesterday, I was like, what? He did what? He doesn't turn it over in the postseason. Well, and I think there's something to the grit that Trevor Lawrence showed in that moment, right, in the wild card game where he is, that first half, everything, it's just avalanche mode on top of him, right? And the whole team's getting buried underneath it. And the second half, he played the way he did. And the whole team responded to Trevor Lawrence turning it around within the game, and they found a way to win against that Chargers team. I think speaking to that level of grit, they had it for a day, right? Kansas City has been showing it for five years, you know, and it's it's week after week, year after year. Uh, there's no team that's been better in those crunch time moments that we're going to go find a way to win. Patrick Mahomes has lost two conference championship games in overtime and a Super Bowl where he was just getting absolutely clobbered from jump. Right, like right. what? What Mahomes? The level of determination and grit they have on that roster and that team and those big moments—it's unparalleled in the league right now. And it's not something that championship DNA. It's not something you just say. How do we match that? Right, because you can't match up with it right now. You got to figure out some way to make that work and create that kind of energy in the Jaguars' locker room. But they are so far. Behind Kansas City in that aspect of it. But I will say that the the grit thing didn't matter in the first half. You know what I mean? Like, I felt, watching that first half, I'm going, were we all just idiots? Do we not remember when Kansas City lost to Tampa? It was because their offensive line wasn't up to the task, right? And it wasn't, It's you still have Mahomes, but if Mahomes has no time, then he can't work the Mahomes magic. And that's what that first half felt like to me, Tony. We're like, did we overlook Joe Tooney? I mean, look, granted, they got by Baltimore without him. But you're playing against the best team in the NFC yeah. now. Can you do it again? And it really felt with as much as Mahomes was harassed, I felt, in that first half and running sideways and not being able to square up. I'm, I was thinking, man, did we do it again? As great as Mahomes is, you still got to protect that guy. But to me, it's more than just grit. It's this guy. It's him it's- that, that he can dance around and and – make guys miss with the most subtle movements and take off and look like he's waddling out there and run for be the leading rusher yeah. for his team in well, the game. I think the grit thing is the first half can feel that way and the end of the game still results in Maybe so. results. Like that's the grit, right? And that's why I brought up the Trevor Lawrence thing is that it did feel that way in the first half. No way. It's done, right? Like this is going to be this guy's first playoff experience. He's got to deal with that. You know, until he gets another opportunity, that stinks, right? Oh, well, it was a great back half of the season run, guys. And then the second half happened, you're like, that's it, right? Like, whatever that magic is, that's it and captured in a half of football in the playoffs is what Trevor Lawrence and the team did in the second half of that game. Mahomes and the Chiefs are able to recreate not to that degree, right? Like, they don't have to do it to that degree where he's thrown three, four interceptions, but they're able to recreate whatever that energy is. The Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have it as big or better than maybe any team and quarterback have had in NFL history. Like, that's the thing that Tom Brady had as well, right? It didn't matter how much was going wrong. 
this guy's going to give us a chance to win today. And he did it every January and February. This guy's going to give us a chance to win today. And he did it over and over, even in games where you're like, ah, you know, they're getting him today. You know, I don't know how many Super Bowls we saw right. in the top rate. They're getting him today. And then second half, you're like, dang it. There he goes. You got to bury him when you get the chance. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's the thing, right? It's ne- it, like you can't feel comfortable unless, you know, you're up multiple scores with uh, under a couple minutes left and yep. the, the clock's just working in your favor at that point in time. And look, they've had their issues at times this year. Yeah. Aiden O'Connell went into their house and beat them. Yeah. And they said that was that's, a big wake up call for That them. is. If you didn't learn that lesson in the AFC Championship game for the Jags against that New England team, you can't feel comfortable, right? You felt like you had them. They're not dead until they're dead. Right, in the first half of the game, we got them, and then you just off the gas a little bit. It's not even completely just off the gas a little bit. That's enough. For a guy that is as great as Tom Brady was, that's enough. And in yesterday's game, it's not even like San Francisco took their foot off the gas, right? Like, that's not the way the game felt. It's that they couldn't. Because of the defensive pressure Kansas City kept applying, they couldn't get to it enough to put the Kansas City Chiefs offense away. And in the end, Mahomes made the plays. You know, Romo kept calling for him to run it, run it, run it with McCaffrey more. Yeah. And I get that. He's he's their best player. McCaffrey ended up averaging 3.6 yards a carry. Yeah. It's not like he was gouging them. On a, he, now, he had some good runs. But... Then you forget, wow, they they stuffed him for no gain on a lot of runs for him to only average 3.6. He only had a long run of 11 yards, and that was one of his first runs of the game. So, now, I, too, felt like if you ran McCaffrey three times, you'd probably get in your first down on most of these drives, right? Or maybe, you know, unless I get in, like, third and and four or five. They had the, the, to begin the second half, they had the three series, three and out. Right, basically, to start the second half for San Francisco, they have one run. Right. What are you doing? Right. Like that's the Shanahan that you're going. What are you doing, man? Well, that that's when right because the results. But at the end, the day, it's not like you look up and McCaffrey was averaging five point four yards. No, it's not because he was gouging them. Like that's not. The, no, I hear you. You, you, you get you away. Got, from you got to give him yeah. touches simply because he can break that big one. Yeah. Uh, on top of that as well, but you get your offense back into some kind of comfort zone. Like hey, that's the guy who creates that. Until and unless Shanahan wins a Super Bowl, he's going to be known as the guy who can blow a lead yep. in, in the postseason. And that's his. You know, is it fair? He's a very accomplished coach. He's been a head coach or an offensive coordinator on three Super Bowls, yeah. and has had double-digit leads in all of them. He's among the handful of the best head coaches in the league right now, but he's never going to be called the best in the league or anywhere near it because of these moments. Not for now, not yeah. until he puts it, this becomes like a string of successes. Yeah. Like, you can overcome it, but everyone you lose in that similar fashion makes that hole that much deeper to dig out of right now. Yep. Can you really dig out of a hole <laughs> is a good question as well. All right, let's come back and uh, preview who we think might be be the matchup for Super Bowl 59. It's your Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day today. Still time for you to get in, but XL primetime coming up at the top of the hour. Keep it right here on 1010 XL and 92.5 FM. This is Jaguars today on 1010 XL. All right, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Dylan Denmark down the stretch right here. On Jaguars today, post Super Bowl Fifty Eight on the uh, text. Or, I'm sorry, in the YouTube chat, Tony. If uh, San Fran had won the game, I think former Jack Chris Connolly would have been MVP. He was an interesting player. Uh, made some nice plays on special teams. Had a big catch and all that. I, I think the debate would have clearly been 
CMC versus Jawan Jennings, who mm-hmm. wins MVP there. Um, McCaffrey had 160 total yards and a touchdown, but Jennings threw for a touchdown and caught a touchdown as well. I think McCaffrey probably would have won it, but uh, I probably would have voted for Jennings. Uh, I thought he kind of stood out Agreed. yesterday, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think Mahomes was the clear, easy choice uh, the way it played out. You know, I thought one of the fun bets was Pacheco, who started out at 35-1 to 1 and got bet down to like 25-1 to 1, uh, by the time it was all said and done. And uh, I still thought those were pretty decent odds because there was a, you know, if, if you felt like Mahomes might not put up big numbers and based on the first half, looked like that might be the case. If Pacheco had scored a couple of touchdowns, could have been a different story. Of course, he and McCaffrey both lost the fumble. Um, when their teams looked like they're in position. That McCaffrey, boy, you know, the Pacheco one was was devastating because you're fighting uphill the whole first half. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if the McCaffrey one wasn't bigger, Tone, because, you, you know, at a certain point, you can only come back from so big a deficit, right? And if San Fran is able to go up, let's say, 17 to nothing, yeah. do they hang on and win that football game? Who's to say, right? You don't know, yeah. Casey knows what they need at that point in time. All right, Pockets, let's fire up today's 10-10 take. 10-10 take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10-10 take. Brought to you by Leonard Truck Accessories. All right, a lot of Chiefs Niners uh, being selected today. We're asking you today which two teams do you think will meet in next February for Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans. Getting a lot of uh, running it back. Chiefs versus whomever. Uh, Getting a lot of (laughs) Detroit. Getting a lot of the Ravens. A lot of getting a lot of Detroit versus the Ravens mm-hmm. uh, in there as well. I got uh, a lot of the Packers. I got Bengals, Packers here, Chiefs, Packers. Uh, there's a, a decent amount going with the Jags. Um, Jags, Packers, Jags, Cowboys, Jags, Lions. Uh, seeing all those out there, Jags 49ers. Um, if you had to pick today, Tony, which two teams are going to the Super Bowl next year? Well, you know. Um, not going to be foolish enough to pick against the Chiefs. Okay. After watching them win in back-to-back years, though, I do think it's more. There are more teams that could take them out in the AFC than certainly whatever the top teams in the NFC are going to wind up being. Because I do think, even if I don't think that Buffalo is necessarily a team that I expect to win a Super Bowl at this point, right? But I think they're going to be competing for one. What do the Bengals look like with Burrow back? Right there, that's Burrow's two and zero against Patrick Mahomes. There's not a whole lot of people that have beat him at all, much mm-hmm. less twice. Uh, right, so I do think that's interesting. But I would still go with the Chiefs in the AFC. The NFC, I tend to default to. There is a hangover for losing a Super Bowl, which for me pulls San Francisco out of it. Uh, as far as who I think will be back in it, but then what do you do? Right in the NFC, I'm not picking Dallas. Now with their playoff track record, right, to go to a Super Bowl. So the options become Philadelphia on a bounce back, Detroit taking one more step, basically, and do you think Green Bay is ready to take that step? And mm-hmm. if, if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose Green Bay Okay, at this point. Um, I would go, like, I think if my life depended on it, I'd pick KC, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're betting... There's a lot of factors that go into it, right? You're you're Absolutely. trying to you're trying to get it right, but you're also trying to, you know, play the odds a little bit, maybe get the biggest payoff. If I'm betting this, I'm probably betting like Cincinnati, Detroit, mm-hmm. something like that. For that reason, you said like we don't know if Mahomes gets by a healthy Burrow, 
right? He is one of the few guys that's had the head-to-head success against them. They're both plus 1,200. Here are the odds, by the way, uh, Mm -hmm. for the Super Bowl next year. San Fran's at plus 550. Now, I think that's reflective of, like you said, if not them, who? There are fewer teams I could envision. Right now in the AFC, I could envision Buffalo beating Kansas City. You know, I, as look, would I pick it? No, but is it out of the realm of possibility? No, I don't think it is. Could Baltimore do it? Yeah. Could Could Cleveland do it? Yeah. Could a lot of teams? I think there are a lot more teams that that would give them that kind of puncher's chance, mm-hmm. including teams in the AFC South. By the way, Houston better odds to win the Super Bowl than Jacksonville. Uh, you got San Fran at plus five fifty, plus six fifty for Kansas City, so six and a half to one. The Ravens are at plus 900. The Bills at plus 950. Then you got Detroit and Cincinnati at plus 1200. Then it drops down to Miami. I don't have any confidence in Miami being a legit contender. I mean, I think they're, again, a good team, a talented team. They're probably a playoff team, certainly a playoff contender. Do they have championship DNA? I haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, the Chiefs shut down that offense, held them to seven when it mattered most. The Eagles and the Packers and the Cowboys all at plus 2,000, and then you get the Texans. Yes. The I'm, Texans plus 2,200. Yeah. I'm looking at Mahomes, by the way, just in his career. There are five teams in the league that have beat Mahomes twice in his career to this point. Uh, the Bengals, he's 0-2 against the Bengals. Just beating him twice. Just beating him twice. Right? He's 2-2 two two against the Bengals, but he's 0-2 against Burrow. Uh-huh. He's 0-2 against the Colts. In his career, he's ten and two against the Raiders, but they're one of the five teams right, that have beat beaten him twice. him twice. He's eight and two against the Chargers and one and two against the Titans. That's mm. the list. So Denver's only beaten him once, I'm guessing. Yes, uh, in that period of time. By the way, he's twelve and one against the Broncos. He has trouble against the AFC South, or at least some of the AFC yeah. South. Apparently, it seems like yeah. Jags at plus 3000, by the way, if you want to get it in today, you get 30 to one odds. Uh, they are in the company of the Bears and the Falcons. So, OK, the tale of one offseason to the next yeah. uh, has been a pretty dramatic fall in the expectations, at least of your Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Uh, the Chiefs do it again. And you got three more hours to reflect on it with XL primetime coming up. Now, the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. All right, Joe C is here with us. Uh, good morning, Joe. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Did did you do well with the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, I played a number of different things, so I was okay with it. I picked the Niners, by the way. Mm. I, I, I picked them, and and then I, I found myself in teaser land, so I was pretty happy with that because you were catching four points with the Niners, eight points with the Chiefs, and so, and then obviously the over needed to hit. You were teasing that down, which anyway, I had, everything worked out, but there was some anxious moments for sure. I thought San Francisco obviously had a chance to win. Oh, sure the way they, they did. The way they put pressure on Mahomes early in the game, somehow or another, the line uh, for Kansas City was able to button that up in the second half. But yeah, I thought that was going to be the theme. I really did, uh, that it was going to leave Mahomes just constantly being forced into making a decision. And he made a poor one when he threw the pick. But anyway, it, it, it was He made a couple of poor decisions yeah. in the game. Got away with one or two. But, I mean, you know, that that's part of it, too. He's not perfect. No. Right? No, but he makes it he uh, ma- seem like he's perfect. Well, he makes enough, even when you've got seemingly the advantage. And I'm watching that game, and I, I was just telling Tony, I felt like 
are we all this stupid? Like, the last time Kansas City lost the Super Bowl, it's because they couldn't protect him. In the whole first half, he is under duress the whole half. But then it's not like they all of a sudden found a healthy Joe Tooney and stuck him in there. Mahomes just starts dancing around, extending plays, and Joey threw for 330, and outside of Kelsey – who is he Where throwing it, to right. in this game? Where did it come from? Uh, a little likes? from Watson, a little yeah. from from Bell, and a little Conley. from McKinnon, a little from all, yeah. all yeah. these different guys. They spread it around. Well, to. It, it's so funny because I was expecting Justin Watson to step back up. He had a chance. He had a, he had had a, a few plays. Yeah, but made an, had another big drop. Uh, but anyway, uh, Valdez a little behind him on that one. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. Yeah. It was. But still, you know how that yeah, goes. Yeah, I hear you. You, you got to make that catch. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Valdez Scantling definitely stepped up as you look at the postseason performance from him. And then also, Mahomes ran the ball more from Buffalo on. If you think about the yardage that he created on the ground, basically took over the game when he needed to. He did. but And here's the thing, too. Joe, look, Miko Hardman wasn't good enough for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just cut him loose. They're like, like he's not good. He can't get on the field. Yeah. He won the Super Bowl. He had That's the game-winning crazy. play. You could put that same crew, including Kelsey, here in Jacksonville, we're not throwing for three thirty. We're not no, doing that, right? No. Like it, it's so it's it's still the gulf between Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence as far as what this franchise right. needs to get over. Yeah. You know, well, it, it, it's he's the classic guy. If you give him lemons, he'll make lemonade. He is the classic guy on a football field that says, "Whatever I got to work with, just show it to me." By the I'm, way, I'm gonna make a meal. What was the lemonade flavor? I mean, the Gatorade flavor. Uh, I believe color. it was purple. It was was purple? it purple? Yeah, it yeah, was that's purple. That's the one I picked, so I'm pretty sure that's what. Take it was. that, Ravens! Uh, yeah, it, yeah. yeah I, I don't. I did not go into that. Uh, that pro- right? I mean, I guess so. Was that the Super Bowl conspiracy? Because the logo was purple and red. It, it signified the Gatorade. Color. I'm trying to see these these conspiracy theorists move the target every yeah. time. That what they say doesn't come true, so I, I guess uh, I don't know what. Uh, well, I had the Gatorade uh, inside lane with, uh, with with our boys. Uh, Did you? Yeah, I, I, I will say that now uh, because I had it right. That's the only reason I'll say that. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, uh, Joey, uh, obviously a lot of reflection on what yes, we saw yes. yesterday today yeah. coming yeah, up, and, and obviously pull it uh, back to, to Duval. Come at it from a Jacksonville angle, which you guys have done. We will do. Uh, but just really, just the greatness of Mahomes. Uh, what is my? Uh, excuse me, Kyle Shanahan. What What do you view him as right now? Uh, as a guy who's made it to the Super Bowl multiple times, OC once, head coach twice, hasn't been able to get the job done until anyway, he we'll wins care. it. He's a lead yeah. blower. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I mean, look, it's great. Like Tony said, Marv Levy's a really good coach. He ain't one of the best of all time no. because he didn't win the big one. No, and, and Shanahan had his moments when they they did not think that they were going to be able to score the football running, and they had the big plays down the stretch, they needed to punch it into the end zone in overtime and not give Pat Mahomes Yeah, sure, they needed it, right, but it's not like they weren't trying. No, you know, what do you I do? Agree. I mean, you're fourth and four. you got to kick the field goal yeah, there. Exactly. You have to. Now, you, the thing you, is, I think everyone's learned, don't take the opening kickoff of overtime in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because I understand the way they described it is that you want to give yourself, based on the new rules, a chance to have the ball first, and then you put pressure on them. See, I, I, I don't I, think it puts pressure on them. I well, think it makes it easier by saying, "Look, you know exactly what you got to do. You know you have to go for it on every fourth down." Now. Right, but you still you still did put pressure on them. But now, uh, obviously, if they would have kept going and made it in for six, then there's a, a greater amount of pressure. Sure, on there them. is, but but they, but they went right down the field. Yeah, and then they just kind of choked it I out think, right there inside the. Fu- I think one the game 10. isn't enough to know. 
Yeah, true. Right, I, and and it worked out the way it did yesterday, so everyone's going to react to it. I would rather be in a position like if 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 you're San Fran, I totally get it, like and you get fourth and two at your own twenty-five, yeah, you're punting yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas Casey's going to have four downs to convert every series right. because yeah. they have to. Yeah. You know, I have long been in favor of overtime in the playoffs just being we're playing another quarter of football. Mm-hmm. The clock is going to determine the, yeah. right. Yeah. The, the clock's going to determine the drama in the game. Not whose turn to possess the ball. Yeah. It's going to determine the drama in the game. The clock determines the drama. That's what makes the end of football games great. I just you, like both you're of them limited on what you can do. Yeah. But the way they're doing it is fine. It's I, I liked how they did it. I thought but, it was yeah. good. It's better than the regular season. And, and yeah. I understand why you wouldn't want to do this in the regular season because yeah. you're uh, adding plays. Adding yeah. I'm too also many a proponent of regular season. If a game ends in a tie, it's a tie. Like, I don't I even need no, overtime less, in the regular yeah. season. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and, it was good. Uh, it, and uh, it you was. know, I. It went just according to the email I got about 15 minutes before the game as an established <laughs> member of the NFL media. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Raj, for giving me the, the tip-off. Uh, they block us out from betting from that point on, but yeah. they do let us know what's going to happen, so <laughs> that's nice. All right, uh, Joe, have a great show. Bye, fellas. XL Primetime coming up. That'll do it for us today. Uh, as we go throughout the week, we'll continue to try to look at how the Jags can close this gap with the Kansas City Chiefs and find themselves playing for Super Bowl 59. For Tony Smith and Dylan Denmark, I'm Mike Dempsey. Stick around. XL Primetime coming up right now on 1010XL 92.5 FM.